Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for a Sunday morning sermon right here on our website. I want to thank you personally for tuning in today to our website. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for for your hunger and thirst for righteousness. You say, well, I came here for a sermon. Well, let me tell you something about this promise we have of God and sermons and the Word of God. The Bible says, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. They'll be filled with what they're hungry for, and that's righteousness. How can we live our life pleasing to God and obtain through that His favor, His blessing on our life? Praise God. The Scripture says of itself, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for rebuke and reproof and correction and instruction in righteousness that the man of God, woman of God, might be fully furnished unto every good work. Praise God. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It doesn't say to keep just drinking in the milk of the word, but to graduate to the meat of the word. For strong meat belongeth to them that have graduated from milk to meat, you see. Hallelujah. Those that are of a full age come to spiritual maturation, maturity, no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Amen. Those that, that are of full age and are able by the rec- the exercise of their senses, this work of the Holy Spirit with the Word of God in our mind and life, that we might discern good from evil, even when evil parades and presents itself as good for if an angel come <laughs> that's good right not necessarily there are angels that are holy and there are angels that are evil and wicked and deceptive no marvel if satan himself be transformed into an angel of light and his ministers as ministers of righteousness friend of mine if an angel bring another gospel if you don't know the true gospel you won't recognize a deviation from it or a perversion of it but if you know the true gospel hallelujah you'll recognize this is not what the word of god says and you're not to receive what an angel it may he may be glistening in, in beautiful white apparel and you're just awed oh and i was visited by an angel and he told me something that well it doesn't say it in the bible but he said god said to tell me no wait a minute god will not contradict his own word in fact he's exalted his word according to his word above his name because his name has credibility his name has integrity he we can trust him because he is a god who cannot will not and does not lie hallelujah so we're going to take this message of faith today we're going to try to bring it in a balance so we can use our faith legally 
daily in a way that God will hear and answer our prayers because we believe when we pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hope, hope, hope that God will take this by His Holy Spirit and help you with it today. It's been a blessing to me just to study this in light of all the, the various teachings on faith. Amen. I want to talk to you about praying in faith so we can still put the spotlight on praying and the power of prayer and the need of prayer and the real power of intercessory prayer itself because every prayer is asking God for divine intervention. Praise God. Actually, that's what a miracle is. It is a supernatural intervention in the normal course of human affairs. If you pray for the kings and those that are in authority, you're asking for God to get involved. Not just their politicians, but God to get involved. If you pray for this election, you're asking for God's will. It's in the pattern prayer. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Hallelujah. Asking for God to intervene. Where? Right here on this old fallen world planet, this sin-darkened planet, (laughs) thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we pray it. And he says it. We pray it. (laughs) Hallelujah. And we pray it in faith. Because God has revealed His will to us through His Word and by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praying in faith is the title of our sermon today. It's not just what you say, it's what you get. I heard a song because it, it was the beginning of this, this, you say it, what you, you, the power is in your words. I'm going to tell you what the, where the power is. The power is in his word. It's, it's not your word that's never going to pass away unless you're quoting his word, unless you're confessing his word, unless he said it first, nothing you and I say holds any weight. It's what we know He has said. In fact, that's what the the Bible tells us about. I think it's Hebrews. It is the book of Hebrews. (laughs) Read the whole book of Hebrews. You'll run across it. But I can get you the exact chapter and verse. I just don't have time right now. In the book of Hebrews, it says these words. Maybe 13.5. That might be where it is. But it says, He hath said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you, that we might boldly say. There's the legal use of our words when our words declare what he has willed, purposed, and spoken from his own mouth in the word of God, inspired by God himself. Holy men wrote when they were moved on by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Listen carefully. If he said it, we can say it. He has said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that we might boldly say. Amen. Where's the faith coming from to boldly declare and decree this? It's coming from the fact that he said it first. Because this word, hold fast, your profession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful 
that promise. Promise what? To watch over his word to perform it. And whatever the context of what he said is, he hath he not said it, will he not do it? I really don't, I really don't believe it's, it's a, a balanced message to talk about faith and talk about this power of our words instead of the power of his words. I'm going to tell you something about your words. Your words are no more eternal than you are. And dear friend, I hate to break it to you today. There's nothing eternal about you except your soul. Your body will be resurrected and eternal life given it when when the resurrection of the dead occurs. When Jesus comes and the graves are open, praise God, and the urns for that matter, and the sea and everything, the dead in Christ will rise. Listen, friend of mine, it's his word. This idea of what you say is what you get because you said it in faith is an illegal use of faith. It's, it's an, it's an error because it's putting you in God's place. It's faith in your faith instead of faith in His faithfulness. It's faith in your own ability to get what you want by declaring it in faith instead of get what He wills by exercising your faith to first surrender and to seek Surrender to His will and to seek His will. And the best place to start is to start finding His will in the Word and starting to faithfully seek to obey it. Because that puts you in a position of surrendered obedience and that's when you can legally use your faith. Amen. Not what I will but thine be done is a legitimate attitude in prayer. Faith is not a some kind of force that develops as you read the word to get what you want. It's a revelation of God's will. And when you want his will to be done more than you want your way. You see, let me let me let me try to to get into this a little bit deeper. We don't have a lot of time to go into something so deep and we'll have to touch on this in future teachings and preachings of the word. But listen very carefully to what the Spirit of God is motivating through the Word of God us to to do in order to legally use our faith, not just say by faith what you want, but to declare by faith what He wills by surrendering to His will, discovering His will, and then speaking His will, His word on that matter, that that the Holy Spirit prompts you, because now you're in a position of surrendered, surrendering your will. The book of James says it this way. Here's the principle. You have not because you ask not. That's because you do not pray in faith when you pray. And you ask, you pray in faith, you see. You ask and receive not. Because you ask amiss. What? 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 Ask amiss? I, I thought I, all I had to do was just, just decide what I want or what I need and declare it by faith. Hang on. You have not because you ask not. 
you ask and receive not because you ask amiss to consume it on yourself. Literally, to consume it on your own lust, your own desires. You see, when you desire His will above everything else, you'll discover His will (laughs) in spite of everything else that tries to deceive you and distract you. Praise God. If you pray according to His will, faith is allowed to operate. God honors it because it honors Him not just by believing first, but by surrendering and acquiescing to His will. As Jesus said, not my will. Ultimately, when ultimately, not my will, but thine be done. Praise God, friend of mine. This is where faith is able legally to be used and it will, God will honor it because you and I have honored God and honored Christ as Lord of our life, not letting our flesh lord over us or the culture lord over us or the world's values lord over us, but let Jesus be our Lord, our Master, our King, and God, our Heavenly Father. Praise God. It's not just what you say, it's what you pray in faith is what you get. It's a biblical misnomer. It's a mistake to declare something by faith instead of praying to the Father in Jesus' name and releasing your faith in prayer. We've seen this movement. Uh, they, it, many call it a hyper-faith movement. It, it, it's all about our words, the power of our words, instead of the power of His word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but John's word, James, Janie's word, Sharon's word, Bobby's word, Jack's word shall not pass away. No, heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will not pass away. Hallelujah. Listen, God's word is essential. Faith cometh by hearing it and giving heed to it. Hallelujah. Amen. This faith to believe is not just finding a promise, but coming to know a person, his character, and in particular, his will for his children. Praise God. And for each one of us, according to his purpose in our life. If God has called you to be a missionary and you're not a, and you know it and you're not heeding that call and preparing yourself by faith and praying for God's provisions and for grace and for strength and direction to fulfill that call. But you are praying for a home in a gated community and a Mercedes to park in your garage. (laughs) You're, You're praying completely out of the will of God. You can declare it with all the faith you can muster in God's power to fulfill what you're declaring. But unless you're declaring that, that he has already willed and purposed, you can't legally use your faith. But if you humble yourself before him and you begin your prayer with your focus on the Father, our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth. And in particular, also, in if it's going to be done on earth and in your life and mine, it's in earth, in this old physical, in this body of mine, this life of mine, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then you ask for any need you may have because now you have bowed to him and now you're ready to believe him because you're surrendered to his will and his purpose. Jesus said it, didn't he, of himself before Gethsemane. In the volume of the book it is written, I came to do thy will, O God. And he said this about everything he said and everything he did. He said, the works I do are not mine. I'm not doing this arbitrarily. I'm not just doing this because I have great faith and I see this and I do this by faith. Listen, he said, the works I do are not mine, but what I see my father do. You see this acquiescence to the will of God, not this arbitrary use of faith to get whatever I want or I decide would be best or I decide is is the the right thing. But what I see my Father do, the words that I speak, they are not my words, but what I hear my Father say. It's different when you say what He says. Then we can declare it. Then our confession has impact and power. Hold fast, the Scriptures teach, your profession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And this word profession is, should, could be rendered and actually should be rendered more clearly confession, and it means to say the same thing as another. And that's why Hebrews says it this way, he hath said, once he's on record, once it's, his will has been, has been made known through his word, hallelujah, whether in the Bible or in our heart by the Holy Spirit, when he says it, then we can say it in faith, in the same authority. I heard one preacher put it this way, had a tremendous ministry in Africa, and he said, he was called to a preaching ministry, went there to see souls saved, put up a gospel tent. Few people showed up and the rest couldn't care less. And the Holy Spirit told him, said, said, tomorrow night when you preach, call people forward that need to be healed. I want to confirm my word. And he argued in his heart with God, not in rebellion. He just argued in his heart and said, I'm not an old Roberts. I'm not some, some faith minister that has a gift of healing. Uh, and, and, and he said, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, my word in your mouth is just, if it's my word, and it's in your mouth. It's just as authoritative as it is in my mouth. It's God's word. Praise God. And we are legally able and authorized to use it in that authority when we are surrendered to the will of God to where we can know his will. Whatever we ask in prayer believing, I'm going to read that to you. I'm almost out of time. We're just getting warmed up to this. Mark 11, verse 24. There, and this has been so abused, the context, and we'll get to that. 
Therefore I say unto you, Jesus speaking, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Listen to the Amplified. It says very clearly what I'm talking about. Whatsoever things you ask for in prayer, a parenthesis, in accordance with God's will. Believe with confident trust that you receive them and they will be given you. Someone has said it very clearly, rightly said, nothing lies beyond the power of prayer except that which lies beyond the will of God. So discovering and surrendering to the will of God is crucial to the legal, legal, biblical use of faith. See, this is not to get what you want. This is to get what He wills. It's not to say what you think should come to pass or happen. It's saying what He has already said. Hallelujah. Amen. The keys to the kingdom is what Jesus told Peter. Behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom. What you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And it would read this way in its full understanding and application. What you bind on earth, I have bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth, I have loosed in heaven. In other words, thy will be done from heaven on earth, just like it is in heaven. But it has to take place in heaven first. We can't just start arbitrarily trying to use our faith, even our declaration of faith, our decree by faith, without first understanding, discovering, surrendering to His will. Hallelujah. In the pattern for all prayer, Jesus reveals the foundation for the use of faith in prayer. Matthew 6.10 is clear. Thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven when the scriptures declare faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god it's primarily because the word of god reveals the person and character of god first and foremost and secondarily the scriptures reveal the will of god and how to find that will. If it isn't clear in a promise that is made, we can see the posture of prayer generally thought of and used to be was on our knees. That That's a place of surrender. That's a place of submission. That's a place of acquiescing and praying, Thy kingdom come. Someone has said it very well. You can't pray thy kingdom come till you first declare my kingdom go. His promises reveal his purposes. If it was not his will, we would not, he would never have promised it. So if we find a promise, we're discovering his purpose, general purpose for his people. Look at Numbers 29, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the Son of Man that he should repent. Hath he said? There it is. We can say what he said. Praise God. But we can't say and have faith and power released in what we say unless he said it. 
Oh, thank God when he said it. Then we can, we can release our faith in it and stand on it and confess it with our own mouth. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he not spoken? You see, God is speaking and then we speak. God says it and then we claim it and declare it. Or hath he not spoken and shall he not make it good? Oh, friend, when we have his word on it, we are on solid ground to believe when we pray. That's why the study of God's word is so vital to our faith. I don't want to hear what's trending. How about you? I want to hear what's true from the word of God. I like this this uh, translation. No spoken word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. If God speaks something, it will come to pass. Why? Because he watches over his word to perform it. That's what he said in Jeremiah 1 in verse 12. I will hasten my word to perform it. The Amplified said, I'm alert and active watching over my word to perform it. Whenever possible, pray the word itself. Find a scripture and claim it in prayer and pray according to the scripture. If his will is in your situation is not clearly revealed in scripture alone, scriptures tell us to defer to the Holy Spirit. Look at Romans 8 verse 27. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he The Holy Spirit here maketh intercession according to the will of God. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, And this is the confidence we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Praise God. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, how can we know? How can we know that we know that we know? (laughs) We know we have the petitions that we've desired of Him because we ask according to His revealed will. And if we can't figure it out, (laughs) it's okay. We defer to the Holy Spirit. Paul said, I'll pray with my understanding. I'll also pray with the Spirit. We don't always know, he said, how to pray as we ought. That's why we need to defer to the Holy Spirit. He was given for more than power for service. He's the Spirit of truth. Come to guide us into all truth. Praise God. Our time is gone. And I don't know about you, but I'm, in, I'm just getting wound up. And I'm just getting a hold of something here that I believe is going to expand my own faith as I revisit it. And help me to pray in Faith, this is the confidence. This is where faith is released legally and powerfully and personally. This is the confidence we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know, therefore, that He hears us, how do we know? Because we've discovered His will and we've acquiesced to it in full surrender. And if we know He hears us, Whatsoever we ask, Jesus said it. (laughs) Father, I know that you always hear me. I know that you always hear me. Why? 
because in the volume of the book it is written, I came to do thy will, O God. And when his will and God's will had any kind of conflict, he deferred to the will of God. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will be done. Praise God. Aren't you glad Jesus acquiesced to the will of the Father and went to the cross so he could pay our sin debt in full, despising the shame He endured the cross in spite of it because of His and the Father's intense, reckless love. Turning loose that kind of love on sinners and blasphemers and wicked people. Yes, you and me, wretched people, hopeless, helpless people. Oh, but He loved us enough to give us His only begotten Son. And Jesus loved us enough. To give his life for us on the cross. Oh friend, today, isn't this God worth your and my surrender? Your and my desire to obey him. To discover his will and to surrender to it. And then to pray whatever our personal situation is discovering his purpose for our life and praying and then prayer expands beyond our personal walk but pray for the peace and now more than ever pray for the peace of Jerusalem how we need to see a ceasefire the bloodshed on both sides stop pray that God will keep Israel And pray that God will show the world a mercy needed in all of our lives. Calling Muslims, Jews that are not Messianic yet, that are still looking for Messiah. Calling atheists and agnostics. Calling sinners like we Christians once were. Amen. Calling them to Jesus for salvation. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God is not your Father. In fact, the Scripture said of all of us until we came to Christ and were reconciled to God and literally adopted into His royal family, you are of your father the devil. And His works you will do It's not just what we do, it's what He's going to do to us and through us. They asked some of these people that have committed heinous crimes, why did you do it? What motivated you to do it? And they get this puzzled look and say, I don't know. They moved on some impulse. They heard a voice. Friend, come out of that darkness. Come out of that control. Run out of the darkness to Jesus. Repent of your sins and be saved in Jesus' name.